0: Yay, yeah, yeah. What's up? It's your brother, your cousin, your uncle, your nephew, your friend, but I can't be your son. It's your Kent folk, William Jewel. L, L. And I ain't taking no L's. This is articulate tink. This is articulate tink. Rap, 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 rap. Man. I'm back again, it's Wednesday, I'm back again I just did a recording on Sunday, so I feel good I feel like I'm in rhythm, I feel like I'm in flow I feel like I have time, so why not deliver another episode? Why not talk about these current events that's popping up throughout the week? Because it's hard to just tackle all these subjects in the weekend And I I find myself being more long-winded sometimes when there's a lot to talk about So I figured I could cut it down, cut the timing down a little bit if i can tackle some of these subjects midweek now i can't promise i'm gonna come to y'all every wednesday i can't promise that but i can say that if the opportunity presents itself i definitely will take care of that and also this weekend is me and the wife's anniversary right six years six years married and it's not easy you know what i'm saying but i would not change it for the world I got a beautiful wife, I got a beautiful son Got a beautiful family, got a beautiful house Life is good, I'm able to articulate this rap I'm able to train, I'm able to just be a business owner An entrepreneur, you know And I'm still on this grind I'm still hustling I'm still trying to go to that next level I'm still trying to elevate, I'm still trying to climb Life is good, but it could be better Because I want my heaven on earth right and and that's the motto i live by oh you should pray to god you should hope that he blesses you now you put them footsteps on those prayers and you go get it because i want my heaven on earth he didn't never say you couldn't have joy he didn't never say you couldn't have happiness he didn't never say you couldn't have peace on this earth i want freedom financial freedom at that so i want my heaven on earth Right, I don't want to have to be nowhere when somebody calls me I don't want to have to show up when I don't feel like it I want to be able to go where I want to go I don't want to have any strings attached I don't want to have any leashes on me I don't want to have any appointments that I didn't set for myself Right, So that's what I'm trying to get to And I'm trying to articulate this rap I'm trying to deliver y'all some insight on the music Right. Because that is a passion of mine, you know, and I also love training. I also love fitness. I also love health. And I believe that if you're healthy, you're wealthy. I believe that if you have health, that if you have strength, that if you have cardiovascular endurance, that if you're eating the proper way, your longevity will be full of quality your later years will be full of quality you'll be able to walk more upright you'll be able to function more uh fundamentally right and that's why i wrote the book that's why i wrote the incline press so every time we get on here you know we're gonna talk about it we're gonna talk about it because it's worth talking about a positive outlook towards the pains of discipline Because if you're just looking at right now If you're just looking at your situation right now You might not see the bigger picture You might not see the real prize You might be tunnel vision But if you look up And you look ahead You'll see the incline is on the horizon And you can get there brothers and sisters But you know what incline wasn't ahead It was Jeezy Right, he's starting to level off now. Right, it's like his career in his latter years is starting to be a joke. I really like Snowfall, it was you know, more shorter, more concise, more cohesive, more to the point. I might forgive, but I don't forget. It was a little bit more long winded and it was grown, Jeezy. Right, but I feel like his legacy for some reason is not getting the credit it deserves. I feel like his legacy for some reason is being overlooked or overshadowed i don't know if it was the verses with gucci i don't know if people just love gucci and the artists that have come from him that they don't look at jeezy in that regard i don't know what's going on with this young generation but the fact that they can't recognize big snow the fact they don't recognize yeah the fact they don't understand that thug motivation one-on-one that summer of 2005 i was a freshman me jj print jeremiah we was just going down the streets of colonial states bell me brad we was just listening to it i just remember that summer so vividly just that air forces bottom of the map I just remember that and then what I remember it so vividly it was such a a movie you know in my life it was such a a memorable moment that album and when I'm listening to it on a tiny desk and Jeezy's trying to get that crowd participation going it seems like they don't know the words it seems like they're not willing to participate and I don't Fault Jeezy for trying to grab some energy for the crowd so he can use it in his performance on the Tiny Desk. But I fault him because once he saw that it wasn't going as smoothly as he would like or as he would thought, he kept going back to it. And I felt like that kept interrupting his performance. I feel like that made his performance not as good as it could have been because there were some pauses, there were some quiet points and he was expecting the audience to know the words and the crowd participation was not there. They weren't present. They were absent, not in body, but in spirit because who can hear Thug Motivation 101 and not recite the words? And then what? standing ovation these simple words these simple lyrics Jeezy wasn't a a barsmith Jeezy wasn't a lyrical miracle guy Jeezy just talked that talk and his words and his music was easy to get into because he simplified things and I just feel bad for him I feel bad for the generation uh after me the the Gen Z. I just feel bad that for some reason they were unaware Or unable to quote those Jeezy lyrics. Those lyrics that have been so familiar in my teenage. Those lyrics that have been so familiar in the point of me becoming a man. Those lyrics that made me fall in love with hip-hop. That made me fall in love with that Atlanta sound. That made me fall in love with trap. And it just... It makes my heart ache. Right? It's just sickening. Because... Jeezy's a legend and he should be treated as a legend. I felt like when Squawface was there at the tiny desk, the energy was there. When Juvenile was rapping at the tiny desk, the energy was there. But when we talk about Jeezy, someone who had a crazy peak, someone who had a crazy career and legacy, and the energy just, wasn't reciprocated i feel bad for him and i just feel old because i feel like you know when somebody rapping something from run dmc or big daddy Kane, you know or slick rick from back in the day it's like they rapping it so vividly so easily like they remember that time back in the day and i'm like i don't remember this shit right And the fact that I was rapping with Jeezy and he couldn't get the crowd, the audience to get in it, it hurt me. It damaged me. I felt old. I felt of age. You know? And I feel like people taking Jeezy career as a joke. Right? I feel like, I don't even think people was Even gearing up for this tiny desk. I don't even think people was prepared. I don't think people was even excited or interested about this tiny desk. Because he was posting it. He was talking about it. But the energy wasn't there. And the fact that when he came and did the tiny desk. It just looked like the energy wasn't there. And like the respect that Jeezy has garnered over the years. It just felt like it's missing some way somehow. And... I don't know why, but you always give your legends your ear. You always give your legends your attention because if something happens to them, God forbid, if something were to go wrong, we would dearly miss them and miss The the ability of them to be able to put out new work Not just their old work We would always want to hear from what they had to say On different topics, on different artists And just the, the rap game that's going on right now So Jeezy You still got love from me Right And I was also, you know, scrolling through the web And I see that Monique and her son Have been going through a back and forth Monique said fuck her son on stage Just to tell a joke But Monique You got on Shay, Shay and said all these damaging things about other individuals You said all these things about Kevin Hart, Tyler Perry, Oprah You said they betrayed you, they backstabbed you You know they made you look bad in the industry But you have the gall, right? You have the courage. You have the the balls to go on stage and say, fuck your own son. Someone that came from your womb. Someone that came from your own loins. You say, fuck him. Right? He was on TikTok saying, my mom gave me things. And then she would be mad at me if I didn't show that I was excited about it. That I didn't show that I was grateful. But all I wanted was her time. Monique, you tried to trade your time in for material things. You tried to trade your time in for money. And now when you look at your motherhood. Now when you look at what your son has become. Now when you look at the relationship between you and your son. It's not roses right it seems irreparable it it seems damaged right it seems dysfunctional so i don't understand how can you sweep around everybody else's front door how can you be worried about all these other people in the industry and you're not taking care of home and and you weren't the mother that a child could be proud of and you weren't the mother That a child could depend on in his darkest times. And I'm not the perfect father. But when I look at my son. I could never see myself saying fuck you. Because that's my son. Because I brought him in this world. And whatever he does. And whatever he becomes. It's always going to be a reflection on my parenting. It's always going to be a reflection on how I handled him, how I treated him, how I talked to him, how much time I spent with him. Right. Did I spoil him? Is he entitled? Right. My son is always going to be a mirror image of me. And I can't say fuck myself. Right. I can't say screw myself because when I see myself in the mirror, I love myself. When I see myself in the mirror, I'm proud of myself. When I see myself in the mirror, I can live with the results that I see, right? And I want to be able to do that with my son. When it comes to my offspring, when it comes to my seed, my child, I can't see myself going on stage just to make a joke. I can't see myself doing that. And it's not shame on Monique, right? It's just more of why it's more of did you have to isn't there another way to handle this isn't there a better joke just like Shannon Sharp was saying about Eddie Griffin and now I'm starting to feel bad for Shannon I'm starting to feel bad because all these comedians are coming after him but the only reason why I don't have as much sympathy as I would have is because the energy he brought on the show the energy he brought on the platform he called mace a fake gangster he called him a roly-poly built-ass boy right and you expect him not to shoot back you expect him not to say anything right eddie griffin i don't like it bro you're clout chasing you're trying to do what Monique, Cat Williams, Mike Epps have already done. And your strategy is obvious. But Shannon Sharp, you're still responding. You're still talking about it. You won't let the sleeping dogs lie. You said you don't care if a lie is a lie. But you it seems like you're sensitive and you're thin-skinned. And you always have to say something about it. Especially if they call you gay. And we know, and I believe myself, that you're not gay. But for some reason, that's a trigger for you. And anytime that comes up, it it seems like you have to respond, right? And I feel like the comedians are starting to see that target on your back. They're starting to see your weakness. They're starting to see what triggers you. And since you're on nightcap, And since you're on Club Shay Shay, you're talking to other comedians, you're always in the public having conversation, you're always talking about the current events and what's going on, of course you're gonna bring their name up. So Eddie Griffin, you're a woke guy. You bragged about how you and Cat Williams are the only ones in Hollywood that didn't wear dresses. Right? You know, I saw you in person I saw you live And you were a great comedian I believe you still are But that shit nasty bro Like because he never said nothing about you He never did nothing to you Like what you're, what you're doing What you're saying is coming away from left field And I get it You got a tour to promote I get, I get it You probably got a special coming out so this is the strategy, but I'm tired of this always being the strategy for these weak ass comedians. Just tell these damn jokes. I'm tired of this being all the strategy for all these people on the social media, for all these people trying to do rollouts for all these artists. It's drama. Nicki, Meg is drama. Lotto, Ice Spice is drama. Shay Sharp, Stephen A, Jason Whitlock, it's drama. It's always drama. Y'all always talking shit. Y'all always putting somebody down so y'all could get a headline, so y'all could get people to click those likes, to get those views. I'm tired of it. And then when I'm saying something about it, people get mad at me. (laughs) But I see it, and I can't unsee it, so I gotta speak about it. Why should I have to bite my tongue? They ain't holding their tongue. Why should I have to bite my tongue? They the one to acted like that. They the one that need to be held accountable. They the one that need to be responsible. So who am I not to do my due diligence? Who am I not to uphold my duty as a citizen of America? Who am I? Right? You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So... Shay Sharp, Just watch out bro Cause You know You starting to Tread in them waters And You know it, It's starting to come back to you bro That's all it is. It's just the energy that that you put out into that universe is starting to return to you. It's not just because you're on top, but it's because of the things that you have to do to be on top. The things that you have to do to be in that limelight, that spotlight, what you said about those athletes, how you talked about them. And you know you didn't just use the best discretion. You know you didn't use the best choice of words. So the energy has to return some way, somehow. It's all a big cycle. It's all going to come right back, bro. You know what I'm saying? and You just got to accept what comes with it. But why was Benzino crying about Eminem on drink champs? Right? These men get a little liquor in their system, a little liquor in their body, and they get emotional. These men be acting like broads. And it's the guys that's my daddy age. Right? It's the guys that's supposed to be tough. It's the guys that's always got their chest out. They acting like bras, they acting like women They acting so emotional, so sensitive Men, we can never tell how we really feel Because y'all don't care, right? And if we tell how we feel Y'all are just gonna throw it right back in our face Well, you can't be dissing a man for years And cry about it I know he somewhat got your daughter involved But you know Eminem is just doing it for play play Eminem is just doing it to have fun with rap. And we know that's how Eminem came in the game. Slim Shady. Right? He's always been a controversial artist. So sometimes you gotta take what he says with a grain of salt. Although y'all have had y'all back and forth. And some people like the Benzino diss. But that diss becomes... Null and void that this becomes irrelevant when you're shedding tears on drink champs about the relationship between you and him and them, and it's not going right. It just looks bad, right? And, you know, I understand it, it's weighing heavy on you. I understand the burdens of a man, and you just want to release it. You just want to get it out. It just doesn't make any sense. It's just too much to deal with. Everybody coming into your DMs, all of his fans talking shit about you, all of the publicity, all of the blogs, but you're dissing on songs. And not just one, that was about two or three disses. So, like I told Shay Sharp, When you put that energy out, it's going to come back. It's going to circle back through and come hit you. And that's what happened. And when all that energy, when all that pent up anger, that aggression, that frustration, that depression, that anxiety, when all that's built up, sometimes you got to release it. And I'm not mad at you releasing it, but it was where you released it at. For Nori's views, for Nori's likes, is where you released it at. I think that didn't make you look good. I don't think that made you, you know, compassionate. I don't think that made anyone want to be compassionate for you because at the end of the day, you did it to yourselves. And you know what I'm saying? Us as grown men, we got to accept the responsibility. We did it to ourselves. Future, you had a baby by Sierra. And you did your thing. And now people are calling Russ your son's dad. You got people defending you and saying, stop saying this is dad. That's his stepdad. No. Because he's spending more time with your son. He's influencing your son more than, than you. So that is his son. Right? And like I said, the parents that don't like the kids, they call them the kids. But the parents that truly love these kids, That genuinely have a relationship, have a true bond with these kids. They are their kids, they are their children. And Russ is corny as a person, like just from what I've seen. And his football play is starting to decline. But Russ, as a father, he's always been there for his kids. He's always bringing them around. He seems like he's always teaching them. He's always enjoying time with them. And Sierra, he would do anything for his wife. And I admire that. I'm inspired by that. (coughs) Because I want to be able to feel like I want to do any and everything for my wife. Because I know my wife deserves it. And sometimes I might not be in the best of head spaces sometimes I my emotions might not be in the right place but to give your wife the world to want to put this woman on a pedestal to want to show this woman off to let her walk around in the fishnet dress almost but naked and still no complaints from you that shows and that shows security that shows confidence that shows pride that shows that you're a man and I'm inspired and I admire that. And I feel bad for future only because he's putting out the energy that was, that's returning to him. I really been in the field. Fuck Russell. He, He, he still say he fucking on CC, right? He's still saying these type of damning things and then when he sees his son having fun with Russ, having a good time, and you know Russ is the one that's parenting him, you know the Russ is the one disciplining him, giving him that structure. You know Russ is the one that's being the real father. And sometimes future might see him on the weekends if they let him, because they know what he's actually doing in his downtime. He's on that Percocet. He's on that Molly. He on that Lean. At least that's what he say. Maybe he could be different in real life. But at the same time. You got to understand bro. You got to understand. Like. If you're not there. If you didn't want that woman. And you had a child with that woman. And you cast that woman off to be with another man. You got to accept. What come with it. Right. If you divorce a woman. Because you want to be happy. Because you were miserable in a relationship. You got to accept. What come with it. And that's. Going to be sometimes her not putting these kids in the most favorable situations, right? And that's going to be sometimes her uh having another man in their life, having another man in the house, having another man shepherd and lead and protect and love them the way you were supposed to, the way you could have if you would have stayed committed, if you would have stayed in a relationship. So at the end of the day. You can only blame you You can only be mad at you So Sierra Beautiful Russ He treats his woman like a queen And future He just be talking shit about him Because he's toxic But in a real life situation In reality that shit trash too That shit corny too Cause this nigga taking care of your family This nigga taking care of the wife This He's taking care of your kid And you're dissing him For being a stand up guy That shit is whack Shit corny and lame But we applaud it We like it because it's toxic It's controversial But it's really trash You know what I'm saying For a man to diss a man That's taking care of his seed Because he didn't want to do the right thing He didn't want to step up He didn't want to make that woman his wife But he want to have a baby with her He want to screw her He want to You know what I'm saying Do all the everything that came with it but when it was time to step up and be that guy, he didn't want to be that guy. And when you make these decisions, this is the outcome. This is the results. This is the real world. So, you no know, video game. So, man, I don't want to hear that shit. I just saw some on TMZ with Donnell Rollins and Corey Holcomb getting into it. Right? More comedian action, more comedian beef. Right? And to me, Donnell Rollins... Ashy Larry, one of Dave Chappelle's good friend, he's been on plenty tours, done plenty shows with Dave Chappelle, and we know that Corey Holcomb, he talks shit about everybody, right, we know Corey Holcomb's style of comedy, right, and sometimes when you talk shit about everybody, you're projecting, right, when sometimes you talk shit about everybody, it's hate mixed in it, bro, and you know to say that he was mild to say that he ain't funny bro dude is very hilarious dude is ridiculously funny donnell Rollins, he one of the best comedians out there doing it and i feel like he's underrated right but i I can't wait till he say got a special coming out called a new day i can't wait till he put that special out so everybody can kind of see what he what he doing see his uh full skill set on display he did it on the snoop special So go on Netflix and watch that Snoop Dogg special that was with Cat Williams. Donnell Rollins is a genius. He funny as hell. And there's not many comedians out there doing it like him. Y'all get on these platforms. Y'all get on these soapbox and y'all talking. Y'all using the controversy. Y'all using somebody else's pain. Y'all using somebody else's trauma. Y'all using somebody else's drama to be funny but where's the pure stand-up, where's the pure form of comedy, where's telling a joke out of thin air, where's telling a joke based on your life, where's telling a joke from a pure spot, right, and I get it, like, you don't gotta be, you know what I'm saying, sensitive about what's being said, like, I want you to say what you want to say, whether it's funny, whether it could be any type of joke, like, i know it's sensitive times i get it say what you want to say though because i feel like all comedy needs to be expressed everybody should be able to laugh at themselves right blacks whites transgenders gay i believe everybody should be able to laugh at themselves and not take themselves so seriously and you know comedy is that that relief that Uh, expression that, you know, brings us joy, that brings us happiness. When things are going on in our life and we might be depressed, when things are going on in our life and we feel down and we feel sad and we're dealing with grief, we can turn on Donnell Rawls. We can turn on Corey Holcomb. We can turn on Cat Williams. We can turn on David Chappelle. We can turn on Deion Cole. We can turn on these comedians and we can laugh, right? And our heart can be full. Our heart could be Okay, you know, a heart could be held together. The pieces, the fragments could be held together in just that 45 minutes to one hour of comedy. And I miss that about comedy. Eddie Griffin, can you hear me? I miss that about comedy. Stop trying to be so controversial to sell tickets. Stop it. Because it's whack. It's it's obvious. And It's not creative, it's not original You're not using your talent for the best of its ability So, I just want comedy to go back to what it was I want comedy to be funny again and stop worrying about the slap from Chris Rock There was two to three specials, everybody talking about the slap from Chris Rock I just want somebody to say some shit that's funny That never happened Something made up, just create a story, right? But it's always mess. And I get it, you know, you you tell comedy from current events, right? Tell comedy from current events. I'm not mad at that, but I just wish it was just in a better place right now. Because ever since that interview with Cat Williams And even before that Corey Holcomb been on his bullshit Even before that Cat Williams Monique been saying what they been saying And D.L. Hughley All these other comedians been saying what they been saying And it's all good But I just wish they'd go back to being funny I wish they would go back To that pure form of stand up When we watched Comedy View Back in the early 2000's When we watched Def Comedy Jam When Martin was the host Bernie Mac Kings of Comedy, John Witherspoon, R.I.P. Pops, right, I miss those days, and maybe they will come back, but who knows, this is William Jewel, L, L, and I ain't taking no L's because this is articulating, this is articulating, rap, 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 rap.